It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode contains discussion of the murder of two children. Whenever we drive into Delphi, Indiana these days, it's usually very early in the morning in anticipation of a court hearing. As we entered the darkened, quiet town, one neon red store sign always seems to loom larger and glow brighter than the others. We're talking, of course, about the CVS in Delphi. That is the former workplace of Richard Allen, the man arrested and charged with murdering Liberty German and Abigail Williams on February 13, 2017. CVS stores are a nearly ubiquitous facet of modern American life. The company's Securities Exchange Commission filing from February 2022 said that CVS runs 9,900 retail locations. We live near one, 
a lot of you probably do too. Still, it's always a bit startling to glance over and take a look at the CVS where Alan worked as a manager. So many people have spent years trying to figure out who killed Libby and Abby. Now investigators and Carroll County prosecutor Nick McClelland say they've figured it out, that they have an answer. He was working out in the open the whole time at the only pharmacy in Delphi. Alan's status as a CVS employee was the focus of much speculation in the days immediately following his arrest in October 2022. On the day the arrest was first announced, Anya and I strolled into the Delphi CVS. We asked two employees if we could speak with them about Richard Allen. They gave us a few very tense smiles and told us they couldn't help us. We backed off, but the rumor mill has not. Speculation soon spread online about how Allen's career in retail may have played a role in the double homicide. CVS released the following statement to us in the immediate aftermath of Allen's arrest. As members of the Carroll County community, we remain devastated by these murders and our hearts go out to the German and Williams families. We are shocked and saddened to learn that a store employee, who is no longer employed by CVS, was arrested as a suspect in these crimes. We stand ready to cooperate with the police investigation in any way we can. Allen's own defense attorneys even referenced his job in a previous public statement they sent press outlets, including the murder sheet. In this statement, they noted that, After Rick shared his information with law enforcement officials, he went back to his job at the local CVS and didn't hear back from the police for more than five years. Well, we're happy to say that we will be getting an insider perspective on a portion of Alan's career at CVS. We talked to a woman we'll call Cameron. That's not her real name. We tend to err on the side of protecting our source's identity, given the, shall we say, intensity of the discourse around the Delphi murders. We will note that we have independently verified her identity and work record. She worked with Alan at the CVS store in Peru, Indiana, from around 2012 to 2014. Cameron and her former co-workers estimated that Alan left the Peru store in late 2016. Judging from the defense statement on behalf of Alan, he was working at the Delphi CVS by February 2017. These dates represent the best estimate of our guest. We do not have official confirmation on the relevant dates of Allen's work history through CVS. We do have it confirmed that he worked at the CVS in Peru and at the CVS in Delphi. According to Zillow Records, the Delphi home where Allen once lived with his wife was last sold in 2006. In our interview, Cameron debunked rumors, described the inner workings of the Peru CVS store, and shared her own experiences with Alan. My name is Anya Kane. I'm a journalist. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. I'm an attorney. We first connected while looking into the Burger Chef murders, an Indiana cold case. Together, we built a spreadsheet documenting hundreds of cases of restaurant-related homicides. That original spreadsheet gave way to our podcast, The Murder Sheet. Now we maintain that same research-centric, investigative approach as we look into all sorts of homicides, including unsolved cases, 
historical crimes, and of course, restaurant murders. We don't just chat about the headlines. Our podcast is a platform for our journalism. The murder sheet focuses on investigative reporting, thoughtful analysis, thorough research, and in-depth interviews. We're the murder sheet. And this is The Delphi Murders, a conversation with one of Richard Allen's co-workers. Tell us about your experience working with with Rick Allen. Okay, I'll start by saying the way I even figured out that I even worked with him was that I was scrolling through my phone for a meme. And so I'm scrolling through my phone and everything is a thumbnail size in your photo gallery. And so I'm scrolling, 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 and I come across Rick's face. And the first thing I think is, why in the world is Rick's face in my phone? I haven't seen him in years. And I clicked on it, and it was a screenshot that I had taken from Delphi's uh, post. And I was taken aback. I was so floored because I almost forgot he existed. Because I hadn't seen him since probably mm, 2014, maybe 2015. And so... I, and I knew him by Rick. I never heard Richard. I didn't even know his last name, I don't think, because we didn't really use last names. And um, he didn't have a beard, and he was 10 years younger. So all of that, and then I, I don't go to Delphi for anything. I drive through there every day to go to school. But I didn't realize that somebody from Delphi would actually have been somebody I associated with in Peru. And then once I saw that picture, I was like, oh, my gosh, Rick. That's it. And so I so I didn't seem crazy and think it was some kind of fever dream. I reached out to two or three of my colleagues that I used to work with at CBS. They were actually on manager level. And I was like, we worked with a, a Rick, like, like blonde hair, uh, short manager, right? And their exact response was, that's him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So then all of a sudden the memory started flooding back. I will tell you, there is nothing... Okay, I am one of those people that I pick up on vibes of people, mm-hmm. good or bad, before other people do. And I I have lost friendships over people. Like, say I had a friend that was a girl, and he she wanted to show interest in a guy, and I knew they were bad news. I would say, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I have lost friends over people not wanting to listen to me and wanting to find out for themselves. I will say in this case, I never got that vibe from him. I never, nothing stood out to me looking back. Um, usually in cases like this kind of thing, you, you look back and you're like, oh, well, this makes more sense now. Or, oh, wow, like this 
adds up. No, none of that. Um, it, it, I'm kind of very surprised about it. Um, I won't lie. I kind of cried a few different days afterwards because I was almost in such disbelief that I could have worked alongside somebody who could do something so monstrous and heinous. Um, we actually, we liked him. Um, he was, he dressed professionally. He acted professionally. Um, he was helpful. The, the way things were is the managers worked the office and the floor unless they needed to be an extra helping hand. We would page them to the front if we needed change, um, if we needed to go on break, anything like that. Um, he wasn't one of those people that, like, kind of just, he never would sit down and just, like, talk about himself or anything like that. Um, if you talked to him, he talked back. But he never acted odd. He never acted weird. There wasn't any quirks to him that I thought were unusual. Um, he just was there to do his job, and I think he would have helped anyone had they asked for it. So it's just so boggling to me. It really is. And yeah, and I'm I'm curious. Did from from talking with your coworkers, did they feel the same? Your ex coworkers, rather, um, did they feel the same way, or did any of them have any stories to share that were a little bit off or anything? There were three that I've been in contact with. That two, one of them said, "I'm very upset about this. I really liked him." The other one said basically the same kind of thing as I didn't really see anything at the time. She said that. Uh, because we were always like, is he an angry, angry person? Like trying to think back. She goes, I, I've seen him get kind of heated before. She said, but it wasn't directed at me. It was just kind of like, you know, somebody stressed that like they were hot-headed a couple of times. But she goes, nothing like, you know, where he would have blown up and done anything weird. Uh, she's like, I, I can't really think of anything that makes much sense and She's like, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I just want justice for the family if he really did do this. And it's just upsetting all over. And then my the closest colleague I had, she told me when I asked her about it, is that she always thought that he would be staring at her. Like, like she thought he had a staring problem. She said that she would be doing her usual, like, stocking the shelves going back and forth in the store and she would just catch him kind of like looking her way and then like look away as soon as she would look up I never noticed that and at the time she never said anything to me about it and the kind of business we were since we were such a small store and everybody knew each other usually like if somebody was weird or somebody did something annoying you talked about it back then nobody said anything about it Everybody's just like, I don't know, kind of like blending in with the crowd kind of person. Let's take a quick pause in this conversation and listen to a few messages from our terrific sponsors. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. 
For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's ro.co slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And and you mentioned he was in a leadership role. Can you tell us more about that? Like, what level was he at at this particular CVS? I'll, I'll answer that, and then I'll also kind of debunk some of this Reddit talk. It, it's bothering me greatly. Some of the things that people have just, like, came up with, fabricated, or just danced around the idea of, I was like, what? Okay, so he was a shift manager, not the store manager that has all the shift managers below him. He was one of the shift managers that worked for the store manager. He would be staffed for a shift, and he he was the office person. So he would have to do um, shift change drawers, so, like, say somebody was in the pharmacy and they were off for the day. They didn't want the, another person ringing up on that same drawer because of cash issues. So he would have to go pull that drawer, take it to the office, put a fresh drawer in there. Uh, he would have to run reports off, put it in the office. They might have to do they, they, bank deposits, anything on the computer that had to do with reports or ordering he never had access to the pharmacy that's one thing that keeps getting mentioned is there's rumors 
oh, he drugged the girl. Oh, he had medicine. I think he just went back to the pharmacy and took some. First of all, I was a technician. I worked everything in the store. So I had every single role in there except for manager. I was training for it, and then they never finished my training. And so then I switched careers. I actually left to go to nursing school, what I did. And so um, he was never around medicine. I mean, the, the shipments, too. They like, we got a, a truck in, and we had all our delivery. Never once is there any kind of pharmaceutical product in that truck. The trucks are almost delivered the same way like an ATM is. You have a delivery person that comes in for one job, and that's to deliver the meds. It's wrapped up. I mean, some of them have lock ties. Some of them are wrapped in cellophane. There is an exact count. It gets signed off with the pharmacist and the pharmacy staff alone. They put away everything. It's never handled by anyone but pharmacy staff. And although he does have a pharmacy license, that's one thing I want to debunk. He was never a pharmacy technician. Everywhere, especially when this first released and he was arrested, he was listed as a pharmacy technician. He was not. Every manager has to have a pharmacy license to go back there and do those drawer checks and everything like I was talking about. Mm -hmm. If they ever had short staff and they wanted all their staff members to fill prescriptions, do any of the pharmacy stuff, they would call back a manager to ring people up. So they were literally just ringing up bags of prescriptions and handing them out. They never counted pills, dispensed anything, did insurance billing, nothing. Another rumor was that he would have been on the computer looking up patients and the pharmacy's addresses to get the girls' addresses or anyone like that. Impossible. Every day when you go in there, if you are a pharmacy technician, there is a procedure where you have to put in your information into the computer and it processes a three-character credential that's only good for one day. The whole day you work, you have this sticker on your badge that has, let's say, three letters of the alphabet on it. And when you do anything, you have to sign off with your credentials. You either scan them, you type them in, and that goes back to you. There is no downtime where he would have been down there tinkering with the computer and be like, oh, this is where this person lives. Nothing like that. I mean, and they everything was under camera surveillance not much got by cbs corporation i actually have friends who had been fired for little things like taking home a broken perfume bottle because they knew it was going to go back to corporate or um photos that they weren't the quality to be handed out but instead of taking back the bad ones and giving them only the good ones they handed them both like, little things like that. The corporate could find and fire you over and did. We lo I lost three friends at the store for little, tiny little things. So if he was doing anything large, like looking up addresses or doing meds, I mean, he would have been fired within a week. So there's no way in the world that you can convince me that he ever could have done anything like that. And even though the pharmacy and the, and the store itself are within one, they are like different countries. That pharmacy is inside the store. But it's, I mean, it's just basically rent inside that building. 
um, when the pharmacy closes, they have shorter hours from the store. It has gates that come down like the mall where it's metal gated off and alarms are set. The pharmacist types it in. He shuts that door. Once that door's shut, everything's on an alarm. If you were to go back there and even like fell into the gate, tripped and fell into that gate, that alarm would be going off. Rhode Island, where everything is corporate, is connected to Woonsocket, Rhode Island, would be on the phone calling the cops and he'd be sur- he'd be surrounded by officers. Everything was so there's no way he could have done that. Like one time I came to the store and the opening manager wasn't there. I thought she was. So I like pried open the door because usually like the door wouldn't be open on the automatic thing where you'd stand in front of it and the doors would just open. So I w- put my fingers in there and I slid it open and all of a sudden every cop in town was sitting outside that store. Turns out she had overslept. And here I was trying to get in and open for the day because we were supposed to show up at 640 and the store opened at 7. Yeah, I wasn't getting by anybody. So everybody says, oh, well, he went early and he printed off pictures. He wouldn't have been able to. Everybody says, oh, well, the pharmacy closed. He was back there still in Tylenol 3. Impossible. So all those Reddit rumors, I don't know where they came from. None of those people know a thing about CVS. And it just... Like, it makes me mad and cracks me up at the same time because people were in there taking pictures of the Delphi store saying, oh, there's a two-way mirror over here. Well, newsflash people, that two-way mirror, what that is is the window to the office, and he was the manager. So that two-way mirror, that's where he worked. So, and there was cameras right there. So they're like, oh, I think he printed pranks and photos and kept them as a souvenir. Like, where are you getting this? That never happened. And I worked in the crew store with him from about 12, uh, 2012 to 2014. After that, that's when I left. My friends, they kept working there, but she told me that he probably left um, shortly after that. I Actually, I can look real quick because I had asked her when she thought that he left. Because somebody was asking me if he worked in multiple stores. I said, although that's a possibility, because at one point I worked in Wabash and Peru both, they would have known because he was a shift manager. They couldn't really pull him out unless it was a necessity. She said late 2016 would have been when he left the Peru store. And another thing is people question why, why would he move or... Um, why would he commute back and forth if there's a CVS in your town? It's very common when you're in CVS. You have stores everywhere, but that doesn't mean you have a position that can be open. We went through a huge recession, and every year around January, the end of the year, um, they would have a freeze on hours. All the hours went to full-time employees that had to keep their insurance. Everybody that worked part-time, you were lucky to get in hours. That's actually, like, how I fell out of the computer. I never quit. I never got fired. I fell out of the computer because I was actually wanting to work PRN. And, um, sorry, I'm rattling and I lost train of thought. You are totally Uh, fine. I just want to say this is incredible because I I also, I, before I did Murder Sheet, I was, um, I was a retail reporter. So like I covered Walmart a lot and and Costco and things like that. So not CVS, but like 
I'm very familiar with how intricate a lot of the retail stuff is in a way that most people don't recognize or realize. Yeah. And it's so like when they have these wild rumors that run free on Reddit, I'm just sitting here and I was like, do I waste my time saying stuff? So like I introduced myself into the chat room a couple times. It just has some kind of weird username that was default issued to me. No one knows my name. And a few people were like, well, thank you for answering this or debunking this because this seems to be the most helpful information we've had on here. And I was like, most of the people that are talking aren't even Indians in Indiana. They're outside some other state, never worked for the corporation, has wild imaginations. And I think they're just hoping, oh, well, if I come up with this crazy idea, maybe if I tell enough people, it'll become the truth. And, you know, in, in terms of the Peru store, just to get more context on that, you know, did, did you get the sense, like, I mean, it really sounds like he was a quiet guy. So I'm going to ask some questions that you know, probably never came up and that's totally okay. I just figured I'd, yeah. I'd try. Um, did he ever mention like being from Mexico or the nearby area or anything like that? I, I tried to go back and think like, was there anything specific that he shared with me? And if he did, I don't recall. So, um, I mean, I'm familiar with North Miami and Mexico. That's where, um, People from Mexico go to North Miami. So that adds up. Um, Mexico is like 10 minutes from CVS. It's not far at all. We're, we're such a bedroom community, but like Mexico is even more of a bedroom, if that makes sense. <laughs> we don't have very much in sense of stores at all. But Mexico, there's like nothing. There's like houses. So if he went to North Miami, he would have lived in the Mexico area. Uh, very common to be in Peru because that gets mentioned a lot. They're like, well, why was he in this town or why was he? Oh, that was the other thing I was saying. Uh, why would he move stores? I commuted once for an hour and 15 minutes because a position wasn't open where I had moved back to. And you wait until a position opens and you move. So um, it sounds to me like he just stayed in this area. And then he bought a house, would have been Delphi. I don't know where his wife is from. A lot of people that have Lafayette connections like to settle in Delphi because you don't have the big city life. It's small town. You're still connected to, you're still in between crew and you're in between Lafayette. So you can basically get where you want, especially if you live or work in a place like Subaru. Subaru is huge. Um, a lot of people in Peru drive all the way to Lafayette to go to work. I think that sounds awful. But um, I actually have like three neighbors in my neighborhood that do. So people from Delphi work there. They work at Indiana Packers. That's also a place in Lafayette. So to me, moving to Delphi wasn't weird for someone from around here. just sounds like they want to live closer to a bigger city. I don't know the wife. I never met her. But my sister-in-law, so my husband's sister, went to a concert with her. And their, um, like she went with her mom and her friend and her friend's mom. And they were all at the same concert and took pictures. I didn't even realize at the time it was her. Because Alan was the last name, but I didn't know her. I think all those pictures got removed. I think she deleted her whole account, but... 
yeah. They didn't say that she seemed odd. She was friendly, nice, outgoing. I'd hate to know that she knew or suspected her husband, but, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, we've talked to a number of people, and, and I don't think anybody that we've talked to, at least, has ever said anything that, oh, Rick was really creepy or he gave off bad vibes. People would be basically like, he was quiet, but not, you know, this creepy quiet, and then there's normal quiet, right? Yeah. And, and we've heard that he was the normal side of quiet and that his wife was very nice. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah, um, that adds up with exactly what, because he, like, usually when somebody's weird or they're toxic or anything like that, like, I'll pick up on it and I'm like, this isn't somebody I want to be around. And it's, there was a couple times where we would all as, like, employees go to the movie theater or um, we went out for a drink before. I don't, he wouldn't have worked there at the time because one of the people that I'm remembering that was with us said he never worked with him. He actually took his position. My friend was a shift manager. He left. He went to the hospital with me because that's where I went afterwards. And Rick took his position. So he never worked with him. But if he were to have worked there at the time, we would have invited him. He wasn't somebody that we were like, oh, don't invite him kind of thing. We would have been like, hey, you want to go with us? So, yeah, it, it would have been like one of those people that you you would want to open up to you. Be like, hey, tell me more about yourself. You're pretty quiet or you're busy all the time. Tell us something. Like, what are you into? What do you like? Do you watch sports? Anything like that. Like, that's the kind of person I viewed it as. as just somebody who was just quiet, never shared anything, and you just wanted to know more about. Right, and, and certainly not giving off the creepy vibes that you would – you know, no, nope. yeah, no, nope. because because I would have been, um, I I would have voiced that a long time ago. I would have said that to other people, or like I wouldn't have wanted to work the same shift as him or anything like that. But no, nope, never did. And like, it, one of the things that I had to look back on because it's been so many years since you know, stuff I think happened when the girls were murdered. My daughter was twelve at the time, so looking back, I was like, my daughter was in their store with me we'd go print pictures i mean she probably even talked to him at one point with me in the store she would have been 10 or 11 it's just kind of weird to think about like my daughter was close to those girls ages like it's really sad and creepy but like he wouldn't have been somebody i was like oh i don't want my daughter around like i would have never gotten that vibe from him but i mean every time i watch a documentary about something you always have somebody that's like oh, I didn't picture that they could ever do something like that. Like, I, I just, I don't think that they could have done that. I don't know. It's, it's one of those moments. As soon as I realized that it was him, I just instantly, like, what? Like, I'm just mind blown. It's, I guess, the best description that I've been since I discovered that that was who that was. Before we get back to our talk with Cameron, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You know, in terms of like the murders themselves would have happened during the afternoon on a Monday. And obviously that this is a different store. This is the Delphi store that he's in at that point. But like, would that have been common for somebody worked during the day being possibly off certain days a week at CVS? Is that how it typically worked? Yeah, it's very common because that was the one thing about having to work retail hours that was convenient is that if you work the weekend, then that means that you had two days of the weekend that you were working. Well, it doesn't mean you had to work both weekends, but kind of like a hair salon, I'll compare it to. If you work the weekend, then you're going to have to take time off during the week because you'll be in overtime because healthcare doesn't sleep and they are open seven days a week. So if he worked, let's say he did work Saturday, Sunday, then that means he has to have two days off during the week to make up for the fact that he already had his 40 hours in. That makes a lot of sense. Did you follow the story of the Delphi murders prior to the arrest of uh, Richard Allen? I did. It was always something that I was like, oh my gosh, this is a small town, even though it's 40 minutes from us. Like, this is huge, huge deal. The first thing that, you know, you think of, you don't know who did it, so there is a murderer on the loose. That's how you kind of think, like, is this going to affect us? Is this somebody that was a traveler, random person? Is this somebody that lived there and still, still lives there? And then you listen to all these people that they interviewed all the tips that they had to follow up on you're just hoping like you're wanting to hope that the person that did it wasn't from around here then you don't have to fear so much because one of my nursing instructors actually lives in Delphi and she told me that they never used to lock their front doors and she used to walk when she would get off of work uh, in the evening it would be kind of like you know sunset she'd go out walking the walking stop they start locking their doors everybody's been living in fear and so i've always been hoping that there's going to be a crack in the case and especially when when something this close to us ends up on dr phil i mean that's huge dateline all these shows i was like somebody's gotta know something i mean somebody's gotta know something i never did kind of relate it to like a perversion group because like in our town there has been many people who have been arrested for not sex trafficking but like possession of child pornography and stuff like that so much that you're like oh my gosh do these people talk like that's kind of something you wonder about like the whole kagan thing 
I so badly wanted it to be him just because I wanted to finally have answers for that poor family. I still want to know how these two are connected. I, I just feel like there's huge chunks of the puzzle that we don't have. I still want to know how in the world that happened. If it was just because I was listening to your guys' episodes where, you know, you brag to other people be like, oh, I have this or I'm about to meet this person makes you wonder if they they like beat them to it they're like oh you're gonna meet those girls i'm gonna go there before you can get there or you're not gonna show up but i will kind of thing when you were following the case prior to the arrest you certainly saw the video that libby took did you ever at that time think well this sounds like richard or rick or do you No, and it bothers me that i never uh because like I had kind of forgot that Rick existed all those years that I hadn't worked with him. It wasn't until I saw his face on the pictures that people had been posting that I even remembered about Rick. But if I go back now, knowing that he was a suspect that was arrested, I can look at his body type in that blurry photo now, and I can listen to a clip of him talking in that voice clip from uh, Snapchat. Also, in a video that somebody had posted from his wife's Facebook, now I can tell you that his voice and body type is so eerily similar to both of those. I mean, I couldn't put money down on that, but I'm telling you, it's a match. Like, it is so much of a match. It's not, like, way out of the ballpark match. I mean, he had such a unique voice to me. It was like a low kind of a mumble grumble. Like if he weren't to have volume to his voice, you might not understand what he says the first time because he kind of just would talk under his breath. He didn't talk very loud. And so now listening to the clip, knowing like I know what he sounds like to talk, like it's so close to that voice. I want, I wish that they would let the other part of that clip out so we could hear if he was saying any more. But just the down the hill part, I mean, it sounds just like his low mumble grumble voice. And his body type, a lot of people were posting pictures talking about how he looked like he was somebody who might have lost a lot of weight and his clothes looked baggy and stuff like that. The reason his clothes looked baggy He's a short guy, and his torso is longer than his legs, if I think back right. And he kind of had a little kind of a belly to him. And so in order for his shirt to be long enough and cover his belly, he had to get them on the longer side. And because he was so short, it always looked like his clothes were so oversized. Um, when he was at work, he'd have them tucked in. Because traditionally, what he would have is he'd have a button-down shirt with a tie pair of khakis and pair of like nice dress shoes that's what they wore as managers they didn't wear our polos like we wore they just looked nice um, so if he were to un- like untuck his shirt his shirt would have been like swallowing him whole because they were talking about how it looked like he had multiple layers on in that picture and I mean he could have had more than one jacket on everything just always looked big on him to me, when I look at that picture, I don't think that looks like his hair. It looks like a golf hat 
if that makes sense. Because his hair was such a dirty blonde. When I worked with him, he kept it really short. It's such a blurry, blurry picture. It just looks like a, a golf hat, like almost like a beret golf hat. And it looks like he's just looking down. And he did stick his hands in his pockets a lot when he would like have idle time, like waiting for somebody standing around. So him walking with his hands in his pockets, like all that picture, that's not uncommon for him. So the body type, the clothes that were saggy, the hands in the pocket, the voice, I mean, it's so close to him. You mentioned the Kleins, um, and I was curious, like, we probably get so many customers at CVS, but did, do you remember them ever coming around that, the Peru CVS? I do not. I, because I've worked with the public in other places, because like, there's a gas station that if you've ever heard of McClure's, I worked at McClure's too. So like, I would recognize faces. I'm horrible with names, but if I had a regular, I might not be able to tell you like, oh, hey, I worked they were my customer here or there but I wouldn't remember their name he does not look familiar at all never seen him before usually here because like where he lived if he lived there while I worked at the store he would have lived about three lights down and two blocks over is how close he would have been so most people when they're that close to a little business or a gas station they stop there a lot especially if you're buying a case of beer, you're buying a pack of cigarettes, because although they don't sell cigarettes now, they used to. We used to get tons of people on CBS. Never saw him. I don't recognize him at all. Tony, I don't think I had seen for sure. I just know that there's been a lot of posts with his face on it. So that would have been the only time I would have seen. And if they lived together, they would have been in that same house. I would have thought that I would have seen him in the gas station or CVS. Like, if he worked at Chrysler, chances are he just went straight down Main Street or he hit River Road because I don't know if you know our town very well, but there's a lot of people that just go south of town and then go out that way. So it would make sense why he wouldn't have stopped. So that would explain why I wouldn't have seen him. Because you try to cut off as much of your commute as you can. So it makes more sense to go the opposite direction. I love that we're getting this kind of behind the scenes look at this this Peru CVS. That's been one thing I've been so curious about because well, I'm glad I could provide something because like my husband was like, well, what are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him anything juicy? I'm like, I'm not going to tell him anything like that. I don't know. I'm not going to make anything up. Naturally. I was like, I hope I hope there's something helpful. I was like, I just I haven't heard any employees stepping forward and saying anything, especially ones that would have worked with him more recently than me. It's been several years so I'm just like maybe they just don't want involved or what but I'm just over here like I just if there's anything that I could provide info wise I am an open book you can talk to me about whatever so thank you so much the the debunking the reddit was most important for me because I hate rumors you know in your view CVS being such a huge corporation how could CVS help this investigation what sort of information do you feel like they'd be able to provide the police on Richard Allen his whereabouts his you know anything like that they could have provided surveillance of what kind of vehicle he would have drove because the description of the vehicle that people were placing at the scene um, that would have been helpful to know has he been seen with a vehicle 
that looks like this? Um, is it one that he drove his schedule? I'm sure that there's got to be information somewhere on if he was off that day. Because like I said, when if you work weekends and you have a day off during the week, you make the most of your day. I mean, that's when I would take kids to doctor's appointments go to the grocery store kid-free or do anything like that then said some people might be out murdering kids sadly like it's just like was he at work i mean he has no alibi if anything he's damning himself by telling everybody oh yeah i was there i wore this in clothes yes i i saw them like who does that like i just blown away by like every episode i was listening to i'm like who does that like like, you would think they'd do the complete opposite. Like, oh, no, I was out of town. I was out of state. I don't have a car like that. What are you talking about? No, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what his strategy is. I mean, I'm the same way as you guys. I mean, I, I can't be like, oh, he did it because, you know, we weren't there. But there's so much more evidence provided that he would have done it than if it was, uh, oh, that couldn't have been me. The whole, oh, I have a car hurt jacket. Yeah, it's blue. I still own it. Um, like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, you don't want to look, you don't want to look sketchy. But like, oh, I own clothes like that. And I live in this town. I'm going to hurry up and throw them away or donate them to the Goodwill. Like, but he kept everything. He was like, yes, I was there. I saw them. I was doing this. I don't know. I just, I watch so much true crime that, like, I'm always like, okay, rookie mistake or doing this or that like I don't know he's just like to me I'm just like you're so stupid you're so stupid like if you did this you just gave yourself away if you didn't do this you look super guilty well listen is there are there any other debunkings we can do because we we love to debunk some of the internet rumors on this case and and you have that great perspective of of the insider who's (laughs) able to help us do that so is there anything we didn't ask you about in regards to that Then I remembered another question I wanted to ask Cameron. Libby's grandparents, Becky and Mike Patty, had told the press back in October of 2022 about an interaction with Alan that's taken on chilling implications since his arrest. They said that after the murders, Alan had processed photos for the family for a memorial event and that he did not charge them for the service. I was curious if it was unusual or noteworthy for a CVS worker to take such a step, especially given the retailer's strict rules for employees. Oh, somebody did ask me that on Reddit. Um, there, I don't know what the the rules were for doing things with like charitable donations of things. I had seen managers that would have given discounts to firefighters that wanted to fill the fridge for the firefighters by coming to get a cart of cases of pop. They gave them a discount because they were um, city workers. If there was some kind of local charity event where they could sponsor, like they gave away 10 cases of water because there was like a 5K in town and they wanted to do their portion. They could donate that. So I'm not saying that it's far-fetched. I just don't know what he would have rang it in if he just would have managed out as zero dollars. I'm just like, 
he would have known more rules than me. I just would have been more worried that I would get myself fired trying to do a good deed, if that makes sense. Because my friend that I said that got fired over giving the fuzzy pictures to the family, I mean, just the littlest thing corporate wanted to can you. So I, he, he, there was a possibility that he could have given them those pictures. Uh, they always would just have a manager come up there and they would punch in numbers and they'd have to document it somehow. So he would have had to write down like the reason for this and he would have had to send it in because everything goes in a folder and they have to, it has to all add up in the end, like why they zeroed this out or they're going to start asking questions. Anything else that you think it's important for people to remember about about this topic of his his work in the Peru store and just maybe some of the CVS angle in general? I think I I think I pretty much touched upon each thing I could think of. Photo lab, pharmacy procedures, store hours, surveillance, the scheduling. Thanks so much to Cameron for her insight. If you knew or interacted with Alan through CVS or otherwise, please get in touch. We're at murdersheet at gmail.com. We protect our sources. Thanks so much for listening to The Murder Sheet. If you have a tip concerning one of the cases we cover, please email us at murdersheet at gmail.com. If you have actionable information about an unsolved crime, please report it to the appropriate authorities. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, that's available at www.patreon.com slash murdersheet. If you want to tip us a bit of money for records requests, you can do so at www.buymeacoffee.com slash murdersheet. We very much appreciate any support. Special thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for the murder sheet and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. If you're looking to talk with other listeners about a case we've covered, you can join the Murder Sheet discussion group on Facebook. We mostly focus our time on research and reporting, so we're not on social media much. We do try to check our email account, but we ask for patience as we often receive a lot of messages. Thanks again for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.